0: Hello and welcome to the My VA Dayton podcast coming to you from Dayton, Ohio. This is the show where we talk with veterans in the Western Ohio region to share their stories and share what's happening at the Dayton VA Medical Center. I'm Scott Lease, your host with co-host Greg Tucker.
1: In this episode, we have Mr. Kenneth Ebacher. He's an honorably discharged U.S. combat veteran deployed with the 35 MRU. He has been deployed. Once to Bosnia, two times to Iraq, and one time to Afghanistan. He has a Master's of Art in Cinematography, a degree from Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches, Texas. He has a Bachelor's degree in Theater from Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. Kenneth has a diploma. Received in Russian Basic Course from the Defense Language Institute from the Foreign Language Center in Monterey, California. His film and video creations have been shown in film festivals across the United States and internationally. Especially the film Angels Unaware, which won the best dramatically shot film. At the 2016 Branson, Missouri International Film Festival. He has lined produced music videos. Welcome, Kenneth, to My VA
2: Dayton. Thank you for this opportunity to speak with you.
1: How many times were you deployed, Ken?
2: I was deployed while I was in the Army three times. Um, once to Bosnia, my first one, Bosnia and Herzegovina. And twice to Iraq, and then um, I got out of the Army in February of 2010. I was in for a little bit over 11 years, from 1998 to 2010. But um, I went to Afghanistan as a civilian counterintelligence screener. My MOS in the Army was— that MOS, for those who don't know, is military occupational specialty, and in a a word— Job. But I went over to Afghanistan um, in early 2012 as a counterintelligence screener there. And as I mentioned before, um, we, this had begun in Kabul at Camp Moorhead when the story that became the film um, 12 Strong, it, it was originally tired, t- titled The the Horseman, and the, where that was actually going on on the other side of the mountains. Beautiful country, beautiful, rich countries. One thing that mm-hmm. I've said about my deployments, though, there were rich, beautiful countries with rich centuries old history but i have nothing but respect for the people that i met there and that i worked where because they have lived and endured and managed how to to somehow survive under dictatorships that many people i found in in, in my in my own country don't even understand but um very rich culture people and so forth um a lot of things that 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 I learned from some of the arts and from the, the parasciences, especially in Afghanistan, they came from those cultures. The mathematics, the certain things of philosophy and psychology, and so forth.
1: There is the same that that was in the area of the cradle of civilization. When did you join the military? Was it after high school? Did you go directly? No, into the um,
2: I was actually. 33 years old when I jo- joined, I was kind of, um, I had finished my, um, my, gra- uh, my, no, my undergraduate degree at Ball State University in fine arts, um, theater production management. Um, I was working at the time in newcastle indiana for radio shack if you all remember when that store was up and running i was just kind of in a time where i just felt like um i wasn't really moving on with with anything within the corporation there and i wanted to do something different something that challenged me and i wanted to see the world
1: you got a chance to see the
2: world I had gotten the idea to go with a friend of mine who was looking to join either the Marines or the Army to go visit, visit a recruiter. And so I talked with them and I found out some of the opportunities that I possibly do. Um, one of them was um, working with languages, which is something that I wanted to do at the time. And lo and behold, long story short, I went into the Indiana map. My friend decided not to join. I went uh, with uh, I went with the army, and kind of a funny story is when I when I got in there. Actually, the fir- that was actually the second time that I went to the map. The first time I went there, I I didn't somehow I think I was de- didn't score high enough on the Aspab for for what I was looking to do, but uh, I eventually took it, retook it. I didn't know what what my score was, but all they could tell me was that I passed. The recruiter that I was working with there said, you scored really high. Would you like to be a, t- a tank crew uh, uh, operator? Uh, I said, no, that's not what I came with. I, I, I basically stuck to my guns and said, I want something to do with languages. Yeah, he, he was like, well, we don't have any jobs. Well, can you check it and, and see what, what you have up the chain? And basically, he said, uh, he, he kind of left his desk with a huff and said, I'll be back. <laughs> and he, he came back about an hour later, and he goes, um, he slammed the the, the the contract down on the desk. He said, I got the last one. Here, sign it. <laughs> so I did.
1: Now. Prior to going in, you were already, or had you completed your college education?
2: Yes, I had finished my, uh, my, gra- uh, my uh, undergraduate degree in December of 1995.
1: You were later deployed. Uh, your first deployment was to Bosnia?
2: My first deployment was from, with the 25th ID out of Schofield Barracks where I was stationed, to Bosnia and Herzegovina. And this was about 11 rotations after the coalition forces were set up there after the um, civil war that happened from, I think it was from 1993 to 1995. But it was my first time that I'd ever been to something, to experience something like this. And, as you can imagine, you're kind of wondering what what will happen, and you don't know if you'll really come home
1: now, Ken, if I can ask you if I can ask you uh, after you left Bosnia and you came back, how long were you back in garrison or stateside before you were redeployed?
2: I was in garrison um from I decided that I wanted to go out and uh, and and pursue graduate school. I couldn't really do anything in in the army, so I decided, okay, I'm gonna get out. I um, I was there at, back in garrison from immediately coming back to Bosnia um, in uh, September of 2002 to. Uh, December of two thousand two, and for a while after I, uh, I was on IRR status, individual ready reserve, because everybody when they sign up for all the forces, um, they all have an eight year contract, Now, that doesn't mean that you necessarily serve in active duty or, or on on um, reserve duty on uh, those full year for eight years, but you could be called back.
1: before we take this break, tell me what w- was during your military uh, time, what was the most memorable moment that you would like to share or you remember?
2: Oh, I have a lot of things like I uh, I, I rec- for the first time I was in the Army, um, my experience of being in Hawaii after 9-11, it was very, very eyes open, and it was a wonderful opportunity. I had actually dreamed of, of going to Hawaii when I was a child. I couldn't believe that I was, got to go there. The Army paid me to live there.
1: Some amazing experiences, but I'm going to have to take us to break right now. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and we'll be back with Army veteran, Ken Ebacher. And when we come back, we'll be talking about his career as a filmmaker.
2: I was in the military. I didn't know that when I left, I was eligible for health care through the VA. I thought you had to be disabled or have been wounded. Another vet told me I should check it out. Now I have the care I need at the Dayton VA. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet. And it's my VA, make it your VA today. Call 937-268-6511 extension 2159 to enroll or visit dayton.va.gov.
3: This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. If you're having a tough time or thinking about suicide, you're not alone and there's hope. VA's Veterans Crisis Line has responders who listen and help. Many are veterans or have veteran family members and friends, so they're prepared to address your challenges. Don't wait. Dial 988, then press 1.
1: Welcome back. We have with us Army veteran Ken Ebacher, also cinematographer, filmmaker, storyteller. Ken, after getting out of the military, coming back, into civilian life, we see that you are a filmmaker. You established a YouTube channel, and one of the films that is on your channel is the film titled Angels Unaware. Could you elaborate on that right there? What was the uh, inspiration or motivation behind that? Creating that
2: film. Oh, there were many sources of inspiration. My whole entire entire time in the army, some of the stories that I had, or some of the stories that other people that I knew that fed uh, fed came up when I came up with the idea for that um, as a thesis project. I was in a, a graduate um, program at John Paul the Great Catholic University in Escondido, California. Uh, Angels Unaware is a short story, uh, 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 a short film about how a chance encounter between a young army widow and, uh, and a veteran of the war in Afghanistan, which I was, turns their view of life and their life circumstances around. I often would pitch it to this idea to people, um, whether it's producers, professors, or uh, business owners or such. Think about the times in your life when you've had a, a, an encounter with someone who is a complete stranger to you, and you realize after your encounter with them, something about meeting them changed your, your view of your life. I didn't get to film it in, in um, California, but I moved to El Paso where uh, um, one of my Army buddies said, come on over here and check this out, because... That was at the time, if you remember, what, a little show called Breaking Bad that was filmed in El, Al, Albuquerque that created a firestorm of interest in filming in New Mexico from literally from all over the states and internationally and dumped a lot of money into the economy. <laughs> well, um, El Paso was on the fringe of that. And there's a filming community there that... um the, and El Paso has actually had some major films uh, filmed in the city. Um, once I found out how strong the, the filming community is there, I thought, I'm going to see if I can get this idea for uh, my graduate thesis to be made into a film. Um, when I pitched the film to um, various people um, in the film industry and, and the businesses and the local council, the politicians and such, and even to uh, eventually got um, some big interviews with um, iHeart Radio and NPR and Radio there.
1: Now, can your film it did enter into a film festival? It received some recognition in a film festival.
2: That little film was shown across the USA. Also shown three times in, uh, internationally, uh, four times internationally, once in Hilversum, Netherlands, and once uh, three times at three different international festivals in Lagos, Lagos, Nigeria.
1: And I can imagine, Ken, that your story, after seeing the film myself on your YouTube channel, that it does resonate with a lot of military families or military spouses first in that respect. Before we take our next break, how you became uh, using the VA healthcare system? Uh, let's go towards the point. How did you navigate back to Richmond, Indiana?
2: Well, after I finished um, my graduate, uh, I my graduate degree, I did come back to my homeland and, and uh, actually for, for a little bit before I onboarded for my um, first federal job with um, the G-6 of the 5th Corps and the 83rd U.S. Army Re- Reserve Training Corps at Fort Knox. Um, they hired me because, uh, lo and behold, um, one of the little side projects that I did and things that I learned after COVID virus, two things changed um, the filming and the advertising industry. One is the cell phones, cell phone technology, and the other one was online streaming technology.
1: Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and take this break. And when we come back, Ken's going to share with us his experience with the Dayton VA Medical Center. We'll be right back.
3: This is a message from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. If you were exposed to toxic substances while serving in the military, a new law called the PACT Act may make you eligible for additional benefits and care. The PACT Act benefits veterans of the Vietnam era, Gulf War era, and post 9-11 era who were exposed to toxic fumes, burn pits, Agent Orange, radiation, and other environmental hazards. Survivors of toxic exposed veterans and veterans who served in specific countries in Africa, the Middle East, and Southwest Asia, are also potentially eligible. Learn more about the PACT Act by going to va.gov slash pact or by calling 1-800-MY-VA-411. We at VA are here for you, and we're ready to get you the care and benefits you've earned and deserve. I'm Mike Richman.
1: Welcome back. Uh, Today we have Army veteran Ken Ebacher, also a filmmaker. And Ken just shared with us his experiences, his inspiration in joining the military, his, his deployment. He shared with us his filmmaking career. Now, Ken also Utilizes the VA. So, Ken, share with us how did you come about enrolling in the VA?
2: You know, uh, when you first join, um, uh, or uh, actually, from my experience of the first time when I got out of the whole, uh, out of Hawaii, I came back here for a short time, so I registered with. The local VA clinic in Richmond, Indiana. And that's part of the greater Dayton Health, uh, De- Dayton VA healthcare system. Uh, one of the clinics there. It's one of the major clinics outside of Dayton. Um, and besides my army swapping army stories and stuff with people who worked there, because a lot of people that I found out worked. Um, were in the military, who worked for the BA. Um, one bridge of, of communication and building relationships was actually angels unaware, um, because um, as just uh, as a uh, bounce back to that one, just a little bit. When I had the premieres in 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 uh, El Paso at Fort Bliss. And when I was in Bosnia, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Bosnia, Bosnia is not my brain, but um, Branson, Branson, Missouri, we won the the Best Dramatic Short Film Award. And in the Q&A after both of the sessions, I had people come up to me, like at Fort Bliss, who had three wives, army wives, that comes up and said, you told our story Exactly. 20. and um at Branson one young lady gave me a, a very interesting critique she said it's a messy story and I looked at her kind of quizzically and I said you know you're right it is a messy story because that's real life
1: and I, I see and your film goes towards addressing that right there Ken in our Discovery call. You had mentioned, uh, far as one of your experiences that was pretty much the teetering point for you in ensuring that you were enrolled with VA healthcare. You had a chance contact far as with the nurse, and she had told you something at that particular time. You had said that is when you. Definitely was determined that you wanted to enroll for VA healthcare.
2: To answer your question further about um, my my uh, interaction with some people, at some of the VA systems when I was down in Louisville and even in El Paso and also in Dayton. This is I found this story of Angels Unaware was a bridge um, for talking with a lot of people.
1: So Ken, Now that you're back in the system, tell us about your experience. How has your health care been?
2: And on on the medical side of the VA, I've had nothing but good service, great service from all the places where I've had to get seen on there, whether it was in Pittsburgh, Dayton. I have had, I have nothing but praise for the doctors and the nurses there. As a matter of fact, when, when, one place when I went to uh, uh, for a minor surgery that I had to get done in at the Oakland um, Medical Center in Pittsburgh at the VA, I noticed, I couldn't help but notice, but walking through this whole giant facility, how many people who worked there had smiles on their faces. And I, I, I struck up a conversation in an elevator with one of the nurses, a lady I found out was one of the nurses there, I said, I, ma'am, I couldn't help but notice all the smiles on the employees here today. What's going on? As she said, they make us want to come to work here. I was like, wow, there's somebody of an administration who kind of gets it. you know." I know that you know, we all know that feeling of, of uh, working with employers that make us don't, mm-hmm. don't want to go to work.
1: But that is, uh, that's one of the things right there, and that is the VA is known to be one of the best places to work at and your experiences to sum, to sum up things because we're having to get ready and go. Uh, if there's a veteran who's within the Dayton uh, catchment area, which includes Springfield, Richmond, Lima, and Middletown, what advice or what would you tell them about? If they're not enrolled in VA health care, what should they do?
2: go. With the, with the online technology, and there's no reason that nobody should not know where at least the local clinic is.
1: Thank you again for your time and sharing your experiences with fellow veterans.
3: It was my pleasure. Our veterans put everything on the line to protect our freedom. We may never be able to repay them for their sacrifice, but we can show them just how much we appreciate all they've done. Every day, hundreds of people just like you volunteer to help our veterans. You can help by simply sharing your time, lending a warm smile, a supportive hand, or a sympathetic ear to someone who needs it. Everyone can do something to make our veterans know how much we appreciate their service. What will you do?
2: The Dayton VA changed my life. There was a time I was jobless and homeless, didn't know where to turn for help. I felt like there was no hope for me. Then I learned about the Dayton VA. They helped me find the help I needed to get back on track. I received support, got a job, found a place to live. I got my life back. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet, and it's my VA. Make it your VA today. To enroll, call 937-268-6511, extension 5336, or visit
3: dayton.va.gov. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans service organizations, often known as VSOs, offer many services for veterans and their families. To learn more, go to va.gov.
0: We want to say thanks again to our special guests for taking time today to share their story. We truly enjoy hearing stories from veterans from across the region and learning more about how they found care through the Dayton VA Medical Center. And as always, we want to thank our listeners for joining us and remind them if they are a veteran and are not enrolled, to enroll with the Veterans Health Administration to receive health care benefits through the Dayton VA Medical Center. It's easy and it doesn't cost a thing. You just need to be a veteran. The simplest way to start enrollment is to call our Enrollment and Eligibility Office at 268-6511 extension 4105. They can schedule an appointment for you to come to the Dayton campus or help make an appointment at one of the surrounding community-based outpatient clinics located at Springfield, Richmond, Lima, and Middletown. Again, that number is 937- 268-6511, extension 4105. Veterans may also enroll by visiting www.choose.va.gov slash health. While there, you can choose from applying online, or by phone, or by mail. It's just that simple, really. As I said before, it doesn't cost a thing to apply. So what are you waiting for? Call us today, or if you know of a veteran who is not enrolled, have them call to start taking advantage of this benefit. If you're a veteran, it's your VA. Sign up today. Join us again for another episode of My VA Dayton with the Dayton VA Medical Center. Our episodes drop the 15th of each month. I'm Scott Lees with your co-host, Greg Tucker. Thanks again for listening to My VA Dayton.